we started this series last week, looking at how our young people can be witnesses for Christ. And in that, I'm including children, I'm including the teenagers, I'm including the young adults. Hallelujah. How can they be witnesses for Christ? In this generation. And last week, while we were, while we were thinking of progressing into that, the Holy Spirit designed it in such a way that we have to concentrate on how crucially important our children and young people are in the hands of God for the purpose of advancing his kingdom on the earth. We focused on how much interest God has in them and the divine expectations of God for their lives. The message was not just only for our young people, it was also meant to be a message for those of us who have the responsibility of looking after them. Because if you don't know the worth of what you have, you are not likely to treat what you have with the utmost importance that is required. Our children and young people, they are not given to us just to decorate our houses with, or so that they can, they can be named after us. The Lord emphasized that last week. It is because they are positioned strategically in our families as instrument of righteousness for the propagation of the kingdom of God on earth. And that's why we cannot ignore them. We cannot underestimate their importance and what they are made of and are meant to bring into the kingdom at this time. Whatever they are going to be as adults tomorrow, the foundation is laid today. Amen. We are not just going to say by and by as they grow up. Uh, they, will, they, will, they will get to catch up on those things. No. Especially those of them who have been born into Christian families. The foundation must be laid for them. It's, it's an advantage for them. to rise up quickly to become what God will have them be. And I'm trusting the Lord that we all will understand this Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. For those who were not around last week, among the young ones and even the older ones amongst us, go to the YouTube and listen to the message. It hasn't been uploaded yet, but I'm sure that will be done this week. Hallelujah. Amen. And so for this morning, we just want to make progress 
on that. And I specifically want to title this morning's message as being witnesses as young people, being witnesses as young people. And by that I meant how practically our young people can begin to be witnesses for Christ. As the Lord helped us to do when we were talking about men and fathers, women and mothers, the testimony for our young people. Now I want you want young people to listen to me. Your testimony, your witness for Christ will have to start at home. Charity, they say, begins at home. If you are going to become someone who is going to bring so much glory to God, it's going to be so much blessing to the kingdom of God in our time, you have to start from home. Hallelujah. And then that is taken into the larger society. Turn with me quickly then, as we start this, this morning, to Exodus, book of Exodus, chapter 20, the book of Exodus, chapter 20. In the book of Exodus, chapter 20, that's where we have the Ten Commandments, isn't it? And you will discover that the first four commandments, which I wouldn't go into this morning to save time, deals with relationship with God, all of us, our relationship with God. And when it comes to the aspect that deals with relationship between people, the first place where God deemed it necessary to start from is in terms of relationship of children to their parents. That's the fifth commandment. And let's speak verse 12. Young people, I want you to be opening your Bibles quickly and fast. And I want young people to be reading for me this morning. Read clearly, read fast. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Honor your father and mother, then you will live a long full life in the land of the Lord your God is giving you. You must not murder, you must not commit. That's fine. That, that's fine. Just verse 12. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you for that good reading. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land with the Lord your God has given you. Amen. Amen. Another young person to read for me from Ephesians chapter six. Ephesians chapter six. Ephesians chapter six, verses one to three. Ephesians chapter 6. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you'll have a long life on earth. Amen. Amen. As many young people as can show their faces, I will love it so that I can be seeing you and be talking. If you are able to, please do. Children, 
obey your parents in the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. I like your translation, Toby. It is the right thing to do. Honor your father and your mother because this is the first commandment with a promise. And your transitions, if you do this, things will, it will go well with you. And you will live long. Young people, the first com commandment, which the Bible says with a promise is this one, that we honor our parents. So the first point we are making is this, in being witnesses for Christ, you must learn to honor your parents. Every parent, and I mean every parent, deserves honor from their children. I'm going to make a comment later, don't worry. Whether they are educated or they are not so educated, whether you consider them to be very knowledgeable or not very knowledgeable, every parent deserves honor from their children. And it is one thing every child must understand, every young person must understand. You want to live well, honor your parents. This is the scriptures. Hallelujah. What does it mean? I'll come to read some scriptures later. What does it mean to honor your parents? That's the question we will be answering. The first thing is to appreciate. Appreciate them for who they are. Appreciate them, learn to appreciate them. Value them. Hold them in high esteem in your eyes. Amen. The second thing that follows appreciation is due respect. Due respect. Due regard for them. And the third thing there is to be a blessing to be a blessing to them, to, be, to bless them, to be a blessing to them. And that is both in our words and in our actions. Hallelujah. The word bless there also means to give to, even physically. Don't wait until you are very old and you have a lot of money to give. Even from the little pocket money they gave you, they, they've given you, you can see something and say, I'll, I'll buy this for my mom. On my mom's birthday, I'm going to buy her this card and I'm going to write something nice and neat for her. Are you following what I'm talking about? They may look, they may look little, but they are big in the sight of God. Say something about them. I'm not saying, saying tell lies, but there is something about them that deserves honor and respect. Are you, are you getting what I'm talking about? It is nothing wrong. You go on a trip with your friends, Oh, my mom would like this. So, so sorry, sorry, brothers. So that you won't say I'm talking about moms alone. <laughs> my dad would like this. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Do you get the point I'm making this morning? Young people, this is something that is crucially important. Learn it from now. Is this point I'm talking about clear? Don't treat them with contempt. Don't despise them. Amen. Oh, are young people hearing me this morning? Are they hearing me at all? Hold them in IST. Now, someone will tell me and say, what about those parents that are not good? I wouldn't deny the fact, by virtue of my profession, that I've had stories of parents who were terribly, very wicked. I'm talking about wickedness in their heart towards their children. But that is actually the exception. Are you following me? It is the exception. Everyone will know that this is wickedness. Our parents are not perfect and that's the truth. But there are those ones, yes, who are in the exception of terrible wickedness, deliberate wickedness. That's not the one we are talking about here. That's the separate issue we need to know how to deal with. Amen. But if it is just the imperfection of your parents, they're not, you know, you will also soon discover when you start growing up and raising your own family that you are not perfect. You make mistakes. Parents will make mistakes here and there. In one area or the other. But there are, so that is taken care of. So let's leave those ones that are operating in terrible wickedness out of this picture I'm talking about. Mm. And that has to be dealt with, like I said, on a case-by-case basis and helping those who have, who have had such experiences on how to overcome it. Does that, is that point clear to us? Yes. Let me say this, and I'm pushing this forward. Any religious movement, and I want young people to listen to me, any religious movement, no matter what that religious movement is called, that in any way, teaches that children should despise their parents in order for them to completely own their loyalty and allegiance is a cult. It's one of the marks of a cult because they want to take control of your life. Amen. So just get the point I'm making clear here. Even if your parents are unbelieving, they deserve honor. Sorry, they deserve honor. Those who have unbelieving parents and you have become 
a child of God, you have known Christ, your parents still deserve honor. <laughs> Hallelujah. If they are not brought you into life, you will never have known the Christ you are talking about. So God used them for a purpose. God knows where you are going to be born. I'm not just speaking to those of us who are here because we know our parents are already believers, but I'm conscious of those who will listen to me on the internet. Every parent. May the Lord give us understanding about this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, Jesus was very cross with the group of Pharisees who were teaching that people can dishonor their parents and show allegiance to them. Turn to Matthew 15. In Matthew chapter 15, I know there will have, still have to be a third message to this, so don't worry. That's why I'm not rushing this morning. In Matthew 15, do you want to read for me verses 3 to 6? One of you to read for me verses 3 to 6, young people. Jesus replied, and why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. But if you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father or mother is devoted to God, they are not to honor their father or mother with it. Thus you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. Okay, praise God. Could you see that? You will have thought that was a good teaching. You have something to give to your parents. And this religious group of people, they come to you and say, no, you give it to you give it to us. You don't need to honor your parents with that. Jesus said, that is, is a tradition that is not from God. It violates the word of God. So due regard must be given to your parents, regardless of your religious commitment. religious commitment that hinders you from rendering due honor, whether in terms of giving to your parents, like I said before. It's not teaching the truth and could well be the first sign of a cult. Hallelujah. We have to teach the truth in this church. The scripture has very strong words for those who for any reason look down on their parents. One of you to read for me, Isaiah 45 verse 10. I'm going to be moving a little faster now. A little faster. Isaiah 45 verse 10. Amen. Quickly, if you are there, just go Isaiah 45, verse 10. Praise the Lord. Go ahead and read. O unto him that says unto his father, What beggars, what beggars thou? Or the woman, what hast thou brought forth? Thus says the Lord. Don't worry. That's fine. That's fine. Woe to that person who looks at who looks at their parents in the face and said, "What is what is it that you have born? What is it that you have?" You know, it's it's a it's a it's a word of contempt. Are you getting me? And you will see that the word that starts that. It's not a good word. So don't speak with your parents with content. That's what that place is saying. It is of value 
to treat your parents with respect. You know, even God in Malachi 1.6, you don't need to read that, contended with the whole nation of Israel for that kind of despise of him. He said, if I'm, a, if I'm, a, I'm, I'm your father, where's my honor? Where is my honor? Is the point clear? Don't think I'm just talking about father, father, father now. Mother as well. One of you now to read for me Proverbs 31, uh, 30 rather, Proverbs 30, verses 11 and 17. This principle I'm teaching you this morning, the Bible says, Will, will make you do well in life and take you far. Hallelujah. Take you far. Take you far in your journey in life. Proverbs 30. Verse 11. Then go to verse 17. Some people curse their father and do not thank their mother. Some people, wait, my brother, some people, thank you, Tommy. Some people curse their mother and they don't thank their father. Oh, you, you, you are not getting the point we are making. Even merely expressing appreciation, thank you, mom. Thank you, dad. Oh, you don't know how much God values it. If you want to go far in life, Please take note of these. They are little, little principles, but take note of them. It is not just your parents who appreciate it. God appreciates it because it's a commandment. Sometimes your parents have bought something for you. You don't seem to like it. Don't throw it at them. I've seen young people do that. They just pick it and throw it. No, ah, mom, I don't really, ah, thank you very much for the, the first thing, ah, thank you very much for this. But I don't really like the color too much. Is there a way we can change it or something like that? Let them appreciate that they have done their best, except that it's not your taste. Is that not, is that not the way, you know, to behave? Young people, listen to this principle today. The first one. Read on, my brother. The eye that mocks the father and despises a mother's instructions will be plucked out by ravens of the valley and eaten by vultures. Can you see that? Anyone who learns the habit of despising their own parents. The Bible says the raven will, will eat their eyes. What does that mean? It's not that you see one will see a physical bird coming to chop their eyes, you know, to just <laughs> take their eyes off. <laughs> no, but what it means is that they will not see far. They won't see far. They won't see as far as God will want them to see. They may have ambition. They may be very ambitious, but they won't see too far. Are you getting the point I'm making? And if you can't see too far, you can't go as far as God will want you to go. It is the truth. Amen. You want to do well, learn to honor your parents. Is this one clear? Honor them. Learn what it means. Learn the culture of honor. Culture of honoring starts from there. And it will take you far. It will give life to you. What is the second one? Quickly. The second one I want to talk about is closely related to that. And it is in those passages we have read. I'm hoping to take 
maybe about three or four today, and then we'll conclude the remaining later because there are some very interesting ones. This one may not interest you so much as a young person, but I'm praying that it will interest you because these are the foundation you need for your life. The second one is obedience to their counsel and instructions. Obedience to their counsel and instruction. Hmm. I know that is also tough, isn't it? It's tough one for children. But I will explain what I mean. Obedience does not mean automatic compliance. There may be times when you have a reason to honorably and respectfully disagree with the views of your parent. That is allowed. That's part of your growth. Are you getting me? But the way you communicate it must come from that culture of honor. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? If it is founded on the culture of honor, when you express disagreement with your parents' view on any matter, it will become clear that you are simply making your view known. Oh, you didn't get the point I'm making this morning. Because you have learned to respect them. You have learned to respect their views. You have learned to treat them with respect. Then when you bring an objection, it is coming from a point of honoring. You, you know, I can honorably and respectfully disagree with someone. I say, well, I, I understand what you are coming from, but this is the way I'm seeing it. And a wise person will understand that. Hallelujah. Because there's a kind of movement going on where people, children, young people think it is a matter, it is, it is fun to be rude to their parents. It is not. And for those who profess Christ, for children who want to follow Christ, you must learn the proper way of doing things. And you will see how Christ himself exemplified that for us. respectfully disagreed with his parents because they couldn't see as far as he was saying, but he humbled himself. Are you following me to them? Oh, it will take you far. It will take you very far in life. Obedience to their instructions. Do you know that sometimes your parents, for those who are listening to me on the internet, they may not even be born again. They may not even be believers at all, but God can use them to guide your rights. God can, can speak to you through them. You may even hear God's prophetic voice through them if you learn to honor them. <laughs> you are not getting this point I'm making this morning. I can cite for you example of great men. Before I go into the scriptures, if you read spiritual authority, by Watchman Nee. Watchman Nee cited an example of how he was going to go at the Lord's command to a place God had shown him on a mission. And when he told his father, his biological father, his biological father said, no, you can't go. Then Watchman Nee thought, no, I think I, ha I have to go. Then he went back to pray <laughs> and told God, and God said, yes, if your biological father, and God wanted to teach him something, not that God didn't know that his father will hinder him. If your biological father said, don't go, stay, the opportunity will come for you another time. Do you know that when the opportunity now came for him to be in the same place again, the kind of revival he saw, he didn't, he didn't think about it. God honoring him because he honored the authority of his father. I didn't know whether his father was a believer or not. I didn't know. I, 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 I don't think that was clear in that writing. But the reality 
was that God was teaching something. May God give us understanding in Jesus' name. How much more those who have believed in parents? Listen to your parents. We have read from that uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Isn't it? For this is right. This is correct. I'm praying that children will learn this in Jesus' name. That even if you have a different view, the Lord will teach you how to put it across. And even if your opinion seems to be ignored, what I've discovered is that sometimes, let me make this, this confession. When I disagree with my children, I say, no, that's not the way we are going to go. I now discovered that their opinion was right. Are you getting me? Then I announced, okay, what you people have said, it seems is the right one. So let's do that now. Are you following? Amen. That's the way to do it. You may be more educated. You may be not knowledgeable in certain things more than your parents, but you can never be wiser than you. You can never be wiser than them. Wisdom comes with experience of challenges of life. Get the points. They've seen much more than you have seen. They've gone through much more than you have gone through. And I'm talking about not just little, little children, I'm talking about even young adults. Amen. Take their views seriously. Turn with me, whoever is reading Proverbs 1, verses 8 and 9. Verses 8 and 9 will be very important here. And I'm going to jump some verses which I thought were very interesting and I would have loved to read, but because I don't have that time. Proverbs 1, 8 to 9. Can someone read for me? If the young people are not reading. Hear my son, your father's instruction, and reject not your mother's teaching. For, okay. they, are, for they are fair garland for your head and pedants for your neck. Amen. Amen. Do, do you get that? Can someone read that from another simpler translation? Those, those, those two verses. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teachings. They are a garland to grace, your head and a chain to adorn your neck. Okay, they look very similar. That's fine. Thank you both for good reading. Say, so listen, listen to the instruction of your father. Don't despise the guidance, the counsel coming from your mom. There will be a decoration for you. There will be as if a, a medal, you know, has just been put on your head. They will beautify you. If you learn to do it, you will be beautified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God knows what he's talking about. I'm trying to see which one will be easier for me to read. Whether it is chapter four, but go to chapter three. I think chapter three will be helpful for me. One to two. Chapter three, one to two. Of the same my, child. Uh, my child, never forget the things I've taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Can you see that? If you do this, if you start this instruction I'm giving you in your heart. And that's why I'm praying that God will give us who are believers, Christians, the wisdom to provide good advice for our children in Jesus' name. Amen. Things that they will keep for life, they will cherish in their heart for life. There are things my dad told me, and I've told you a number of them. 
there are still ornaments in my neck till today. Are you following me? They preserve life. Parents pray and say, God, as I'm going to be speaking with my children, give me wisdom to speak things that they will be able to keep right inside their heart and will preserve them for years to come in the name of Jesus. And that's why I always pray, don't sow seed of evil in the heart of your children about anyone and concerning anybody. Never do it. Never do it. Don't let them develop a threat towards anyone, any group of people for that matter. The consequences may be beyond what you are thinking. Is this point clear? Even if you have, let me quickly say this, for those who get into conflict with people quickly amongst us, which I'm praying that God will deliver you from. <laughs> Even if you're in conflict with someone, please don't drag your children into it. Let them stay clear out of it. So stay clear out of this. Never speak disrespectfully of anyone before your children. Don't do it. Don't belittle anyone before them. This is for parents now. Oh, you are not getting this point I'm making this morning. Because they may not understand, they, they may not even understand what you are saying. And the effect of it on them may be much more than what you are thinking. Not just towards the same person, but towards other people. May we be parents who will offer wise counsel to our children in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I know my time is past spent. Maybe this is just the two I can take today. But let me just say something. Proverbs 31, verse 1 to 5. For young adults amongst us, not just the little, little children, you, you may find this very helpful. Proverbs 31, look at the instruction of a mother. To a child who was already a king, and the child remembered it when he had become something in the kingdom of God. Children, you are going far. You are going to be leaders. Amen. You are going to be people of authority, of influence in our society, in our generation. Amen. Are you following me? Amen. Or there are instructions from your parents that will carry you far. Amen. Maybe this is where I'm going to be. I'm going to end this today. But I'm trusting the Lord that when we move from here, even if we are going to take four series on this, it is what it is worth it. Isn't it, children, young people? Amen. Yes. Yes. Turn with me to Proverbs 31, verses 1 to 5. One of you to read that for me. Read slowly, read clearly. The words who is reading the words of king lemuel the prophecy that his mother taught him what my son and what's the son of my womb and what's the son of my vows give not thy strength unto women nor thy ways to that which destroys king it is not for kings or lemuel it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drinks. Let thy drink and forget the law and prevent the judgment of any of the afflicted. Give st strong drink unto him that is ready to perish and wine unto those that be of heavy hearts. Okay, stop there. I, I wanted it to be one to five. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Can you see the words of King Lemuel? 
the utterance which his mother taught him. This was the teaching of his mother. So the person who is talking here is King Lemuel, whose mom had taught. Are you getting me? He taught him. What was the teaching here? The first thing he warned him about, it's not, it's not saying, oh, don't go near women. That's not what he's talking about because she is also a woman. But what he's saying is this, don't go in the path of adultery. It ruins people. He was talking about women. Don't give your strength to women. That is, watch carefully the temptation of adultery. Be satisfied with the woman that you have. Whoever gives you as your wife, be satisfied with that person. Otherwise, you'll be derailed. That's what he was talking to that man. I know adultery is becoming a, a, a culture that our, our, our society don't frown at anymore. Are you following me? It's becoming a form to people, sexual immorality, but it destroys people, it ruins people. You get the point I'm making, avoid it. And you can only do that from this age when you discipline yourself from now. Is the point I'm making clear. It is not a fun. It's a destroyer. Watch out, young boys. Watch out, young children. Our internet and social media, they are full of things like that. But please watch out. It destroys. And it doesn't give anyone any good testimony. Look at the next thing he was talking about. Addiction to alcohol. He said, watch out for a for problem of alcoholism. It may look like a fun. You go to parties with your friend and they are drinking this. Oh, you, you are even very distant. They are drinking and they are using drugs and so on. It's a part of destruction. He said, don't go near it. So when you become intoxicated, you lose your senses. You won't be able to do what is right. You won't think right. Don't go in the path of alcohol and drug addiction. Don't go there. Stay clear. Don't you know that the woman must have seen a lot? By experience. Don't even, don't try to experiment with it. Just leave it. <laughs> oh, I'm praying the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Am I saying everyone who has ever tasted anything called alcohol is a sinner? I've not said that. But there's the danger of alcoholism. There's the danger of drug addiction that every young person is vulnerable to. Stay clear. There's nothing attractive about it. That's what this woman is saying. It's a path that leads to destruction. These are tough issues, but this was the instruction that the mother of this young man gave him. And when he became a king, he knew it, that there are things he cannot give himself to. There are pleasures he cannot say because I'm wealthy. I have a lot of money. I have a lot of things now. I'm just going to enjoy my life with it. No, there are things that look like enjoyment. They are paths to destruction. If you watch carefully these things, you'll be setting yourself up for a great future. That will be a testimony to God in Jesus' name. Amen. I know today, Today's teaching is tough. It's not something that young people want to hear. But it's a sacred warning. 
Maybe we'll get into the more exciting ones for you from next week. I hope to see you all next week. If your friends can join, ask them to join. And we'll take it from here. God has a great future for you. Amen. Just like this Lemuel, when the mother was instructing him, do you know that the mom just saw a future ahead of him and was canceling him towards that future. When this man became king, he remember what his mom told him. And I'm praying that you will remember these things, that God is teaching you, yet teach you when you become great in life, because you are going to become great in life. Amen. You are going to become a force to reckon with. Amen. You are going to become a force of positive influence in our Amen. society. God is going to take you far. God is going to make you rich. Amen. And bless you exceedingly. But mark this landmarks that preserve life. Bow down your heads as we talk to God. Can young people just talk to God this morning? Pray that the Lord will implant a culture of hot knowing in your heart for your own parents. Parents, pray for your children. Pray for a heart of obedience. And we balance this as we go home, especially this obedience. I will tell you something later, another day. But first of all, pray. Let's learn the positive first. Then the exceptions we can deal with. Hallelujah. And parents, pray for yourself. That you will continue to be good role models for them. Pray for wisdom to deposit clear instructions in their hearts. It is not just sufficient for us to shout at them when they get things strong. Can we plant things in their hearts that will preserve them for years? That transition said the prophecy which his mother gave him. Maybe the mother must have told him and said, you are going to become king. These are the things you need to watch. You are going to become this. Why not pray and say, God, give me lasting, enduring words of wisdom to stop, to, 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 to sow into the hearts of my children. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen.